Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, we're going to come into the Word of God this morning. Always love the Word of God. And today, I want to give you a word of encouragement out of Philippians chapter 4. You know, Hebrews chapter 3 talks about encouraging each other daily as long as it is called today. And so today is called today. And so I want to leave you with a word of encouragement out of the Word of God. And you know, one of the words that you often hear, especially over lockdown, is the word Zoom. And you know, the word Zoom today means something very different to what the word meant 30 years ago. And it's a bit hilarious, you know, we talk about Zooming in here and Zooming in there. In reality, we haven't been going anywhere at all. And people have often talked about Zooming fatigue. They call it being fatigued by Zoom, Zooming in meetings and Zooming in classrooms and, and, and Zooming in lectures. But there's another Zooming in that I want to talk to you about this morning that I believe just creates faith fatigue in our life. And you know, when I think about the predicament that we're in now, it can be so easy to spend time zooming into all the things that discourage us. And what I mean is this, zooming into all the issues that worry us or zooming all of, into all of our problems. All of us have got problems right now. All of us have got things that keep us up at night. And you know, church, it can be so, so, easy, <laughs> so easy to zoom in and spend all of our energy and effort zooming into the problem and zooming into the issue and zooming into our fears and our worries. I mean, Jesus speaks about this. He speaks about the dangers of spending your life and your energy zooming in. Look what he says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. And he says, And so why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you've got a log in your own eye? See, Jesus is talking about zooming in to the faults and the, the, the issues of other people. He says, don't spend your time doing that. I look at what Samuel says to King Saul. When King Saul comes to the end of his tenure as king and, and God says, I'm going to move you on. And think about this. God had anointed Saul. God had put his hand upon Saul. God had charged King Saul to be the leader of the tribes of Israel. And yet Saul was always zooming in on his own insecurities and his own fears and all the things that he was doing wrong. And so Samuel comes to him. It kind of gives him this expose of King Saul's life. And he says, although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leaders of the tribes of Israel? The Lord has anointed you king of Israel. You know, King Saul just lost sight of the bigger picture. He lost sight of the fact that God had anointed him and God had put his hand upon his life and God had set him apart to be a leader. He just became so zoomed in. Of all of his insecurities, he just thought so little of himself that he actually lost sight of the big picture. You know, I saw this illustration the other day that I thought was quite hilarious. And, and it was just spoke to me about the dangers when you and I zoom in too much. And I've titled this The Mystery of the Headless Iguana. Animal, well, animal welfare officials in Krakow, Poland, responded to reports of a mysterious creature hanging 
in a tree. And I know, Lockie, if you can just put up uh, this picture that just on the screen as I'm speaking some of this. There was this picture that people saw what looked like a headless creature hanging from a tree. And people started freaking out. The mysterious headless beast was reported to authorities. And people were reportedly not opening their windows because they were afraid that this headless beast was going to go into their house. The Krakow Animal Welfare Society posted to Facebook saying that the report was genuine and that the person who called them was hysterical, talking about their headless creature, which they saw lurking in the tree for two days. The woman who called authorities has suspected it could be an iguana, maybe a new breed, maybe something that nature had created that was walking around without a head. Well, the old animal welfare officials didn't think it would be a reptile as they cannot cope well with the weather in Poland. But they wondered whether it could be someone's pet, one of nature's great mysteries, maybe even a new species of headless creatures. But upon arriving upon the site, and they gathered around the tree, and they started to inspect it, when they discovered the mysterious headless iguana was in fact a croissant. Someone had wedged a croissant in the tree. Goodness knows why someone would do that. But here there was a croissant when people thought it was a headless monster. And I just began to think about that illustration. You know, it's amazing what happens when we allow fear to get out of control. When we allow our lives to be driven by the minutia, when we zone in too much on some of the things that can just freak our lives out, the small things that are completely inconsequential to our future or the plans that God has got for our lives. But you know, the Apostle Paul has a different mindset in this area when it comes to Philippians chapter 4. And he's talking about all the different stuff that he's gone through. And he's talking about the challenges of life that he's had to deal with. And, and what makes his perspective so different is that he comes to a different conclusion. And it's that conclusion that I want to just speak to you for a few moments about. And the conclusion has come as a result of not zooming in, but actually zooming out. And so for a few moments, church, we're not going to zoom into the problem. We're not going to zoom into the difficulty. We're not going to zoom into some of the, the fears and the worries that we're all facing but I want to challenge us for just a few moments to actually zoom out, to actually zoom out and to see God's bigger plan for our lives, even in this season, to actually zoom out and to actually become aware of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our church in this season, to zoom out to the bigger picture. Because I realize this about the plans of God. There is always a bigger picture. There is always a bigger purpose. There's always something greater that God wants to do. Look what the Apostle says when he's talking about the events of his life and the interpretation or the result that he's come from those events in Philippians 4 verse 11. He says, Not that I was ever in need, for I've learnt how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learnt the secret of living in every situation whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. 
For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Let me read verse 13 again. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Come on, if you're in your home right now, shout out a big amen. I mean, what a great passage of Scripture. But you know, Paul makes the statement. He says, I've learnt this. He says, I've learnt this. It, it didn't come naturally. It, it wasn't a disposition that I was born with. It wasn't something that kind of just happened. It was something that I'd learned over all of my challenges and over all the things that I'd gone through. He said, I've come to this conclusion over the things that I learned. And he kind of makes the inference that it took a while. Situations that he's faced. Circumstances that, that, that he had to deal with. People that had let him down. He's lived with fear. He's lived with an insecurity of the future. He's lived with this sense of not knowing what's around the next corner. Think about what he talks about. And Paul mentions a number of passages of what he actually went through in his ministry. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He speaks about he has worked harder. He's, put in, he's been put in prison more often than anyone else. He says that he's been whipped without number. He's faced death again and again. He's been beaten with rods. He's been stoned. Three times he's been shipwrecked. I mean, just think about that. I mean, once is enough for any of us. But Paul says three times he's been shipwrecked. I'll tell you what, if that would have happened to me, we, we, we would have been probably thinking that we're in the wrong profession or, you know, maybe God is trying to teach us a lesson or maybe God is trying to send us a message or maybe we are out of the will of God. But Paul is recognising that all of this is part of God's plan and purpose for his life. He says he has sleepless nights, that he's faced danger with thieves. Even in 2 Corinthians, he talks about the pressure that he was under when he was in Ephesus and how he says that he was pushed well beyond his ability to endure. And this is the point. After all of his trials and all of his hardships and all of his dreams and all of his visions and all of his goals and all of his aspirations... He says that he's arrived at this place and he says that I've zoomed out, basically. And he says, I've come to this conclusion. He says that I've arrived at a place of great contentment because I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I mean, church, what a phenomenal place to arrive in life. What a phenomenal position and what an amazing destination to arrive in that after all that Paul has gone through, his final conclusion, he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Think about it today. If you were to zoom out of your life right now, rather than zooming in, if you were to zoom out and get a bit bigger perspective, what, well, what's the destination of all the things that you're doing? Where, where do you want to land as an individual after all of the dreams? Think about it for a few moments. After all the dreams and all the visions and maybe all the hardships and all the heartaches and all the things that weren't materialized and some of the failings and some of the dreams that right now haven't really come about. After all of those things, where do you want to land in life? Where's the place that you actually want to rest in? For Paul, it wasn't what we thought it would be. Listen, he doesn't talk about his achievements. He doesn't talk about all the churches that he's built. He doesn't talk about his international ministry. 
He is talking about a realisation of God outworking his plan in Paul's life. And because of that, the Apostle Paul comes to a place of great contentment. I want you to notice that Paul says, not that I was ever in need. Kind of which is really an unusual statement because there was many times that Paul was in need. There was a number of times in his ministry that he's calling for different people to help him. Asking for certain things. 2 Timothy 4 verse 9. He says, Timothy, come quickly to me. And then he says, ask for Mark to come with Timothy as well. In, in chapter 1 of the same book, in, in Timothy, he's asking about one Sephorus to refresh him, who came and refreshed him in jail. So there were obviously outward needs that Paul actually had. You know, the word need there actually is the word that means poverty. And, and, and I just don't think he was talking about external poverty because you wouldn't say that being in a jail cell was kind of in a luxurious position. But I believe that he was talking about a resilience against internal poverty, a, a poverty of spirit, a poverty of mind, a poverty of heart, a, a, a poverty in your own heart of unfulfillment. And the reality is, church, is that Paul never knew those types of poverty because he understood the secret of seeing Christ outwork in his life. You know, I do believe the number one goal of humanity, which has always existed, and whether technology changes or social constructs change, regardless of the changes of this world, the number one desire in humanity has always been internal fulfilment. But Paul says that he's arrived at a different way. He's come through a different pathway. He has contentment because of the indwelling of Jesus Christ in his life. And this book, once again, this passage, once again, doesn't remind us of just all the challenges that Paul went through. But if anything, it reminds us again that Christ dwells within us, that he is the great hope of glory within us, that he is the strength within us, that gives us the ability not to live with poverty on the inside. You know, I think one of the saddest things over the last 12 months is just seeing people that have just developed a poverty of spirit, just a poverty of mind, that they're crippled on the inside. Listen, church, it's not the promise of God for you and I that we live in that dimension because Paul says it is Christ that we can depend upon to actually give us strength in those seasons. And that's the reason we, why we don't need to live with a poverty on the inside. The indwelling of Jesus is the very thing. And my encouragement to you this morning is, listen, just don't underestimate that indwelling. Don't ever discount that indwelling of Jesus in you. That he made his home in you when you gave your life to him. Listen, that indwelling in the Apostle Paul, think about it. That indwelling of Christ in the Apostle Paul took him through shipwrecks. It took him through beatings and stonings and unjust trials and lonely prison nights. That indwelling of Christ in Paul, this treasure in earthen vessels, carried him through some of the harshest and most challenging environments that we ever read about in the Word of God. And Paul, who himself acknowledges 
that there is nothing good in him and of himself, comes to his own conclusion that Jesus Christ in him, this treasure in earthen vessels, is his sustenance and power. And the reality is this, it's not something that you need to strive for. It's not something that you need to work for. Jesus Christ comes to us and he offers us his help. You know, like the way the message Bible puts Jesus' words in this very famous passage in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. He says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Church, Jesus Christ offers us rest. And not rest from without but rest from within because he dwells within us the hope of glory within our lives look up Paul says to the Colossians again in the message bible Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 don't you love it when we just are reading the word of God you know sometimes when you read these things you don't need to preach about them. just reading them is incredibly powerful but listen to this this mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time but now it's out in the open God wanted everyone, not just the Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret. It's the same secret he talked about in the Philippians. Inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing, the mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. Church, we make it so complicated, don't we? We make it about this and that and making sure that we have all of our needs met and making sure that we have these things to fulfill us. But Paul says it's that simple. Christ in you. That is the substance of our message. We preach Christ, warning people not to add to the message. We teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity, to be mature is to be basic. Listen, if you want to be mature as a Christian, then go back to the basics. Many people want maturity and they think it's about all these other things. And Paul is saying here, go back to the basics. And the basic understanding is this, Christ, Jesus Christ, no more and no less. That's what I'm working so hard at day after day, year after year, doing my best with the energy God so generously gives me. To be mature is to be basic. Christ, no more and no less. Christ is in you. See, it's more than an emotional disposition that comes and goes. It's more than just a psychological idea that when you feel strong, but Jesus Christ in you, something supernatural happened when you gave your life to him. That moment, that hope of glory in you and it is the substance of our message this is what Paul is saying and church it is the substance of our life it is the substance when we go through hard times it is the substance when we have to get the will of God it is our substance when we go through difficulties it is the substance that actually fueled Paul 
through all of his heartaches and troubles and challenges. That we are nothing without this fundamental truth. To be mature is to be basic. This basic truth of Christ in you and Christ in me. It's the very thing that drives Paul. And you know, as Paul zooms out, he could have zoomed into any one of these difficult scenarios. He could have zoomed into the whippings and whinged and complained about that. He could have zoomed into the shipwrecks and questioned the will of God. But Paul zooms out and once again comes to this conclusion that it's as that basic as understanding Christ in me. And because of that, if God is for me, then who can be against me? Can I encourage you this morning not to zoom in, but to zoom out? Zoom out of the issues that discourage you. Zoom out to some of the things that just lock you into a pattern and a routine of always feeling discouraged. Zoom out and understand this morning, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Christ in you, dwelling in you, the hope of glory is the very thing that can fuel you through any situation and any challenge and every circumstance. I want to ask you today as you're watching this, whether that is a reality to you. I want to ask you today that maybe today you're watching this and you've never ever actually experienced that reality. Jesus Christ in you. Maybe today it's always been about religion or maybe it's just been about talking about Jesus and seeing him from an outsider's perspective. But today God wants to do a profound work in your life this morning. And as here in Melbourne, as we go through another lockdown, you know, the reality is this, is that we don't need to live in poverty of spirit and poverty of mind and poverty of heart because we've got the hope of glory dwelling within us. And today, if you've never experienced that reality, today you can experience God for yourself. You can experience the indwelling of Jesus Christ in your life who can come and do a profound work in you. And you don't need to strive for it. You don't need to work for it. Jesus Christ did it on the cross 2,000 years ago. He bridged the gap between God and man so that we can have a relationship with Him. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer today. And if you don't know Him today, or maybe you did, but you've walked away from God, then today, give your life to Him. Today, experience that reality of Christ in you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I want you to pray this prayer after me, wherever you may be today. Because I believe that today, God is going to do a profound work in your life this morning. Come on, why don't you pray this prayer wherever you may be right now. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin and to give me a brand new future. Be my Lord and my Saviour. Today, I put my hope and my trust in you. In your name, amen, amen. You know, today, the prayer that you prayed is not the end of the journey, but it's the beginning of a journey with God. And we want to help you on that journey. We'd love to send you a Bible. We'd love to give you some information about what it means to actually see the rich fulfillment of Christ in you. And today, let me encourage you to send an email to our church or, uh, you know, to to send a, a DM message to one of our pastors, whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on YouTube. And we'd love to be able to connect with you and send you that information that will be absolutely fantastic. Church, can I encourage you once again in this season? Seasons change. Who would have ever thought we're in another lockdown? But the reality is we don't need to live with a poverty spirit. We don't need to live with a poverty mindset. We don't need to live with poverty on the inside. We have got a rich heritage of what Jesus Christ has done in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. 
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.